is there a premiere? I don't know. Hmm, not the I, answer I, I was looking for. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so the wrong guy to ask these questions. There was though. a follow-up there, and I think you know what it was. <laughs> it's Monday, and people are pissed. Who's pissed this week? Uh, everybody who watched the VMAs. <laughs> are they really? Yeah, it was like... Even for 2017, it was junk. Like, even for... We live in... like. Even for fucking look what point, you made of. me do just came out days. This was like everybody was like, wait, are you guys seeing how bad this is? It was really fucking painful. Well, you know why? Because it was hosted by Katy Perry. It's not good. <laughs> really? Not, like, I don't think anybody really, could have seen really that coming. Not good. Awkward. Cringeworthy. Any fucking pick an adjective. Did, it was uh, any shit go down between her and Taylor at all? Was Taylor no. there? No, uh, I don't know if she was there, but they uh, they debuted her video. That was the big thing. There was not even a single like reference to. No. Wow. What the fuck? No. It was. Uh, How do you her, let that happen? The whole monologue and like the theme of the show was that Katy Perry went to space. Oh God! And then She's she the came worst. back, and like throughout the show, she kept referencing it. And I was gonna tweet, um, like, "Yo, Katy." give it up. None of us are buying that you yeah. actually went to space. Like it, it started off as like a joke thing. And then it's like, I think that she, she really, she's like really she trying to sell us. In, she tricked herself into thinking that she actually went to yeah, space. She's like trying to sell us on like, so like when I was in space, swear to God, uh, this happened and it just was not funny at all. Oh, it was really she rough. Stinks. And they did uh fifth harmony one, uh, thing for their song with Gucci Mane. And, uh, they did not play them off. They did not play play the music for some reason. They spoke for roughly sixty one minutes oh, God. Uh, each. And Definitely don't need to hear sixty one minutes of anything from Fifth Harmony. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, the next performance, uh, they played off the performance. No way. Yeah, it was, was Walda. Was Wal- it? Uh, I forget her name. Um, the the girl who uh, fuck the girl. Ah, shit, I forget her name, but it's a girl, and she wrote. Um, Fuck. She wrote one of Gwen Stefani's songs. Mm. She's like young. Um, she's not very good. And uh, not like play her off bad because that's right. really mean. But while she was playing, it was like, don't forget oh, Taylor no, Swift's video so is coming up in presentations by. If I was that girl, I'd murder Fifth Harmony. I know. Like, well, shut I'd say, up. I don't think it was because of Fifth Harmony. I think really? they were, I think the Fifth Harmony went and they were like, "Yeah, cool. This is good. Nice. All right. Yeah. Oh, they're still talking. I wow. Love it. Cool." Uh, did uh, I saw that Ed Sheeran won Artist of the Year? Oh yeah, we haven't stopped talking about how how this has been the year of Ed Sheeran, huh? And completely all old. those Ed Sheeran episodes of brunch <laughs> yeah, in 2017. Seriously, Ed Sheeran just really taking over the world with his uh, like. Half two good, good song. songs. Uh, if yeah. that, like he had a half of a banger. Hmm. Uh, I forget what my. I had a. How does anybody? A, cut, how does anybody come away from anything that's happened this year and been like, "Wow, Ed Sheeran how about Ed really Sheeran? upped his stock." Yeah. Uh, what did I? So Pitchfork tweeted, "Ed Sheeran takes home artist of the year over Kendrick Lamar." And I quote tweeted with, completely agree. Was just talking to absolutely not a single alive person about how much Ed Sheeran has dominated 2017. Oh, God. It's so true, And then people though, respond. Like, they were like, dude, well, that's just a sign that you're getting old. And it's like, nope, no, it's not. Nope. <laughs> I'm still paying attention to that yeah. shit just as much as a fucking 12-year-old. 
that's this is just wrong. And it's not like you weren't in on Ed Sheeran before. It's just he's just not making songs that are as good as he used to. Yeah. Uh, Lord was sick, so she uh, just danced instead, instead of, of performing. Instead of saying? Yeah. Okay. She, uh, you know what that is? That, that is uh, good old fashioned witchcraft. It was probably like a full moon outside, and so she just had to dance the spirits away. It was. Uh, it was. It's weird because like it's uplifting in a way. It's like it was very much like a dance like no one's watching thing because it was not good dancing. I don't and, expect good dancing from Lord to be honest. But that's what I. But that's like part of Lord's charm. Like, right. Have you ever seen her live? She like she's like twitchy and she's doing fucking it's because she's a witch weird. she maybe if she if she is then I, maybe that's why she's I, conjuring things Ooh, maybe Not that's dancing. why i like her because stevie nicks is a witch and yeah. stevie nicks is actually my mom um but yeah the, the whole thing was just like really rough and it was it was like a hundred percent interpreted that way nobody was like hey give the award show a chance everybody right out the gate on twitter was like this this is so (laughs) jack from bleachers was there was there jack from bleachers was there a Uh, banana what's that he had a banana fucking eating they showed him in the crowd eating a banana and i'm like fucking jack what i love now uh i think that we're entering a good chapter of uh history of feidelberg knowing who jack antonoff is because feidelberg was shitting on jack from bleachers on twitter last night and He's just like better at that stuff. He's better at Twitter and like that shit than I was gonna say we are. You're probably as you guys are probably equally good at Twitter. Actually, you're probably technically better at Twitter than he is. Um, but like, I, I like the idea of going on Twitter and seeing Feidelberg like being like fucking Jack Antonoff, blah blah. <laughs> so I like good. the idea of him just pretending like he's known who he is forever and just be like, I'm so sick of this guy. But that's the thing. Like he. He has been sick of Jack Antonoff. He just and didn't he know just it. Didn't, he <laughs> like, truly did not know it. He had these issues with things that Jack had done. He just didn't know that Jack did them. He didn't know there was like a connection and one person responsible for all of it. For like all the pain in his <laughs> life. Like imagine that like as like a consumer of pop culture being like, I hate all these things and they drive me crazy. And then and like, people being like, oh, just a heads up. You know that that's all one person. And you're and, just like, fuck. Yeah, you're like, Wow, fuck that guy. It's, He's making up for lost time. It's, yeah, it's honestly got to be kind of uh, like, re- it's got to be like a relief. You can channel it all into one stream of hate. Yeah, uh, he had, Fettelberg had a good tweet there uh, when Jack from Bleachers was was uh, introducing Lord. Uh, he was uh, like dressed like himself, mm-hmm. classic white t-shirt, jean jacket, uh, looking like Jack Antonoff, and he had a Star of David necklace on, mm-hmm. and Fettelberg tweeted something to the effect of like, uh, like very important for Jack Antonoff to clarify to everybody that he's Jewish, <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff was like, "Even I think that's a little excessive." <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Uh, uh, another. It's Monday and people are pissed. Um, you had to watch your first ever Game of Thrones last night. Uh, technically not correct. I s- I've been around Game of Thrones a lot. Okay. I've just and I've like peeked at it, but. I'm, I'm just always like, this doesn't interest me. The hardest thing I had to do in my life. So I couldn't watch it on HBO now because it wouldn't log in. It kept giving me back this error, uh, error and I was pissed. And then I realized the reason it's doing this is because I gave my information to my friend so she could watch it. And I was like, I either have to wait to watch it later, which I was not happy about because I just wanted to fucking get it over with. Or you have to tell your friend. I have to tell my friend who actually likes this shit <laughs> to be like, "Hey, sorry, 
you can't watch Sorry, this. Biggest episode of the season. Right. You can't you watch can't. this because me and Pete just want to goof around a little bit. <laughs> and I don't care about it at all. I'm assuming you watched it this morning. It's like saying, like, I'm sorry, you can't eat this meal that you've been starving yourself yeah. for. I just want to throw it on the ground. <laughs> um, I woke up this morning to watch it. And let me tell you. I would have accomplished a lot more this morning if I did not... It took me, like, 25 to 30 minutes to even get my brain to watch it. Like, I was awake. I I knew I wasn't going back to sleep, but I was like, fuck. (laughs) When I start this, it means... When I I wake up in the morning, like, my, my brain's, like, doing math and, like, how much time do I have to do shit, and none of it's ever right. Yeah. It's all yeah, it's never fucking right. Like I'll I'll like reset my alarm clock and be like, "Okay, it's okay. I'll be able to So I have the, the episode's 90 minutes. I so I have no concept. I, of time. I have to be at Pete's at at 7:30. If I just I, I'll start at 6:45. <laughs> like shit like that. Yeah. So um I somehow miraculously timed it the right way, but I was um it was just daunting because like I like in my soul, I don't want to watch Game yeah. of Thrones. Like I, have, I'm literally not interested in doing that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, as I was about to start, I was like, this is so frustrating because uh, if you guys have fucking heard this podcast or had to deal with any of my shit ever, you know, like I to say obsessive personality is an is annoying and probably wrong, but like. When I'm into something, it has my undivided attention. Like, I am trying to pay as much attention as humanly possible. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch this thing. And at best, it's going to be like The Walking Dead, where it has like 40% of my attention. So I started to watch it. And I I even watched the whole credits, listen to all that shit. I was like, this is weird. I've never heard the Game of Thrones theme song before. It's awesome. Yeah. I was like, this is some some wild shit. Yeah. they're showing all these characters. Uh, Jon Snow, I was wondering some things about. Is Jon Snow considered attractive? Yes, by a lot of people. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, his character in the show. Like, he's a really oh, good okay. guy in the show. Because you know who people say looks like Jon Snow all the time? Who dat? Me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good for you. And I didn't. I never knew if that was a compliment or not. Yeah. Um, you just got to grow your hair out. Yes. Well, I've had long hair before. I, I but I wonder... But his hair is like it's all it's curly too. It's like yeah, I've got wavy hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that like those are the kind of things that raised through my mind. I don't like the little fucking kid, the the one with the dark hair. Uh, the 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 girl. Yeah, Arya. Is she an asshole? Uh, sort of, but like in a good way. She's a beloved asshole. Oh, she's, so she's, she's a no no like bullshitter. Me. Okay. Um, I uh, so anyway, I watched it and. Uh, there was the scene where they were all meeting at the fucking uh, stadium, right? Yes. Where they're talking about what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They, uh, a girl got dropped off in a dragon. Yeah, that was a real dickhead move. And uh, <laughs> we'll just kind of show she people does. Up. She does that every every time she arrives at a scene. Really? She flies a dragon she in. She hitches and... a ride with a dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, just because she can. So I was very annoyed by that because uh, when the dragon arrived and when the dragon left, way more shit should have been ruined. Yeah. I the mean, dragon got up to but, leave. Like when he flapped yeah. his wings to get going, he should. Everybody should have been knocked over. <laughs> it should have been like most wind. Pretty correct. Uh, but to be fair, the dragon has had lots of practice because it drops her off places all the time. That's a poor dragon. Um, 
So I was watching that. And uh, then I fell back asleep and woke up at the end of the episode. Did you Swear. really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. STG. But I still got enough out of it, I think. Okay. I think that Peter Dinklage is great in it. He is. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. I didn't like a guy. A guy made a short joke to him. Oh, yeah. That happens quite often. Really? You see, they don't really appreciate. They go for. They, they go don't for. really appreciate the, uh, the little people in Game of Thrones. Well, it's 2017, so not in that, maybe not in that it, show. And it's not set. In, it's not. <laughs> I don't believe it's in present day. Although there was an accidental pickup truck in last week's episode, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, just in the background. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's like in a video game when like there's like some sort of glitch and there's just like something that's just way, way, way out of place. Yeah. Like when you're playing a fucking hockey game and you're like, fuck, there's like a fan in the middle of the ice. Yeah. I like that the fucking pickup truck in Game of Thrones. Absolutely pickup truck in like the middle of like the, in the middle of like the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So for uh, so a little bit more in-depth analysis, mm. more than this, uh, we we have our friend Patrick on today. Yes. Uh, he'll talk about Game of Thrones. He published a uh little piece on our website ever heard of it yes listen to brunch.com slash blog although there may be a there may be a new uh url at which you can go to get Maybe. there uh we checked in with ryan i said hey we want to we will if it's legal to do this we want this to be the url and he was like absolutely just just get it it's like 11 bucks and we'll be good to go yeah and uh i think that now we're just deciding whether or not um it's we would get sued if we did this. I don't think. Do so. you think you don't no? Think definitely we, not. Okay, so let's do it. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we have Patrick on to talk about it, and it's awesome because he went long. Oh yeah. And so like huge, fucking massive congratulations to him there. Uh, speaking of going long, you went long I on did. 500 Days of Summer. Uh, you did an asshole scorecard, mm-hmm. and I fucking ate that shit up as I was reading it because it was. It was just fucking thorough. It was. It was very thorough. Yeah, it was probably thorough to a fault. Yeah, but uh, I'm, if I'm going to do something, if I'm you're going to do something that long, yeah. it's going to be thorough. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of long shit. Hashtag the ringer that uh, is just long and doesn't say fucking anything. Yeah. So so I did a uh, a nice little uh, scoreboard on 500 Days of Summer to find out who the worst person was uh, in that movie, uh, and I think. That I arrived at the right conclusion. I think that my evidence supported uh, my theory. But if you if you want to go check that out, it's at the website. So your conclu- So I had two issues. Okay. One, you didn't commit enough to making a bad joke. You uh, so you do a scorecard, and the most points at the end is the douche. Yes. And you were and you say like, but this isn't about the douche. This is about uh, or not the douche. Douche. Yes. Like this isn't about douche. This is about summer versus Tom. So blah blah, and you figure it out because you like you don't. You're not gonna have wasted all that, all that. effort just to make a fucking joke that like yeah. douche is the worst character. I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, I would have made it just like a whole setup of like I just wasted all <laughs> yeah. of our time. Just like like I pointed out relatively early. This guy's the biggest douche. His name is Douche. And then just the whole thing is just like a 5,000 word reminder that the character's name is Douche. Oh, that would be fucking hilarious. See, so I like when people don't hate me after they read something. <laughs> yeah. that, right? So I, when I got to the end, like you had the, the final tally at the bottom, I texted you after. Like, 
I knew that there was going to be a final tally and that douche was going to have the most points by far. And I still fucking laughed like crazy when I saw it. <laughs> uh, what was the second problem with it? Oh, you miss. Uh, y- your final score is not correct because you miss a plus. So you did plus one, essentially, for uh, each occurrence or each infraction that would make somebody an asshole. Okay. And uh, there is one scene for one of them, one line that should have gotten them plus 100. Uh, is it the is it the Tom could be a great architect? No, but that's it's in that same vein. Oh, it's your it's your like you look sharp. You look sharp should have been plus fucking ten million. See, that's just like a I think that's more of a you thing. Well, I, I get triggered. Yeah, I think it's a you thing. I've I've gotten like I thought a, her a you look sharp before. I think her intentions were were okay. No, it's not like when shit is that delicate and you do you give a little fucking like nothing like. You give a fucking thing like that. It's just, it undersells absolutely everything that they've been through. That, like, this is how they fucking talk to each other. Like, oh, hey, I love that top. Fuck you, Summer. <laughs> like, I've, I I went the whole fucking I think, movie. I think the the worst part is that she says, look at you in your suit. Yeah. Like, that's more of a dig than you look sharp. But it's it's the same thing. Commenting on the suit fucking at all is that. I would say, like... Look at you in your suit is like, oh, look at you. You decided to not be a piece of shit. Right. Uh, if she were like, damn, nice suit. I see you. Like, then yeah. that's fine. Like, that's like, uh, we were involved and we're trying to be civil thing. But yeah. the whole, like, you look sharp. Go to fucking hell, Summer. I would have seriously gotten up and never spoken to Summer again. Okay. That's, a, I think that's a you thing, but. Uh, we have our differences, so I, I stand by my scoreboard. God, it makes me so fucking mad. Every time I get to that part of the movie, I'm like, th- like that part hurts me as much as the hero of the story scene. I, I really think the plus 100 should go to, if we're talking about one line, it should be uh, Tom could be a great architect if he wanted to. Right. That is the most demeaning thing that you could ever say to somebody. But here's the thing, like, as a depressed person, that's like... Uh, I kind of take that as like a oh she kind of believes in me. <laughs> oh, <really>? oh God, <laughs> she's trying to pull. Uh. Like she's trying. Like she knows that I'm not living up to my potential, and she's trying to pull it out of me. She's doing it in an asshole way. But since I'm a depressed person, I kind of think that I deserve to be treated like an asshole. Oh, no. oh, so you can, you can so to treat him like an asshole, but don't do the fucking you look sharp thing. That okay. that drives me crazy. Well, if you want to read uh, the rest of it. There's plenty more. It is excellent. I am so fucking proud of everything that... Uh, most things that have been up on the blog so far. I did a... Uh, I quickly scribbled down, literally on the T uh, in my phone after spin class, um, a survival guide for, um, for Look What You Made Me Do. And it was basically just a summary of all the shit that we've already said about it. Um, it on, was important to put down writing. It needed, you're right, it needed to be put down in writing. So... When the inevitable happens, you're people like... people turn around on right, it. You say, yeah, like, I was here. Th- like, th- not, not even I, because I know that we disagree on how much we like the song, but I think there's there was an understanding between the three of us that, like... If this becomes she a hit, you th- saw th- it This was not her trying her hardest. Yeah. Like, she didn't... As I, I wrote in there, like, she didn't think, like, I need to please the masses. I, Taylor Swift, with fucking... Max Martin on speed dial. I'm going to do everything I can to make a really great song. Oops, this <laughs> fucking horrible thing came out. But I still, I mean, I, I fuck with that song deeply. Um, 
we uh, we've got a loaded episode of guests because not only do we have Patrick, we have our guy Randy. Wow, my voice is kind of cracked doing that. That sucks. Uh, yeah, we had Randy Havens on, uh, and we had him on because we both went to see Logan Lucky this week. Yeah, and surprise, he's fucking in that movie. I did the uh, roll into the seat to text thing. Yeah, I first. Uh, I I don't honestly don't know who I contacted first between uh, you and Jeff and Randy. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Randy. A uh, lot of crying faces, a lot of like I'm emotional, and uh, then I texted you guys, and that movie I loved that movie. I I said to you I thought it was better than um, Hell or High Water, which they're not the same movie. Definitely not the same movie at all. But like I'd rather for like a heist movie. I'd rather maybe it's because I've I've seen the Kingsman and um and uh John Wick of late that mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of um the the tongue in cheek action movie. Yeah. And you got to see the Hitman's Bodyguard then. Yeah. Yeah. You have well, to. Well, I I guess I can I guess I can do it now because opening weekend has passed. As yeah. Randy pointed out to us, uh Hitman's Bodyguard is Finish fucking number one. Slogan, uh is fucking slaughtering Logan Lucky. So Yeah. Yeah. It's been a tough weekend at the box office though. So like Hitman's Bodyguard was number one, but it wasn't like blowing, it wasn't crazy numbers or anything like that. Mm. Logan Lucky didn't do as well as I thought it would. Um, it was, a, it's a pretty good movie. I liked it. Uh, I don't know if I would put it above Hell or High Water in terms of like heist movies. Yeah. I think Hell or High Water, we talked about this before, but uh, Hell or High Water was very straightforward, very yeah. simple, very uh, like classic cops yeah. and robbers movie. Um, Hell or, uh, Logan Lucky, a little bit more complex. Yeah, uh, more, yeah, like it's it's done very well. Yeah, uh, the acting and performances are great. Um, I it's slow. It's slow at points. It's yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I just found it more interesting because, like you said, there's just way more to it. You actually yeah. had to pay attention to it. Like I, um, I, uh, I think I was doing. Yeah, I, I was doing coffee in the movie, not to brag. And uh, I do you use Run P. Run P. Yeah. What's Run P? It's a website website slash app. That, oh, uh, right. It tells the, you when you can go to the, the bathroom. Start of the, yeah. All, and all you really have to do is just check what time it is when the movie starts because it says however many minutes in, you can go for five minutes, and then you click on it, and it says, here's what happened in those five okay. minutes. Um, I was even afraid to, even though like there were two P times during the movie, I was afraid to take either of them because wow. I was like... I don't want to miss anything. Ray, I'm like I, I feel like even if it explains to me what I missed, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm kind of hanging on by a thread here uh, because I turned and started texting for five minutes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't take a single pee break during that movie, um, but I, I usually don't. Yeah, no, I, I went before. Um, I I will say it's kind of a f- offensive that uh, you you sent me a text saying uh, our guy Randy's in this movie. You never sent us a text I saying know. our guy Jerry Gergich is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see Jerry Gergich, and I was floored to see fucking um, to see fucking uh, Randy. Randy. Sorry, I was distracted because we've got a late breaking, the first ever late breaking. It's Monday, and people are pissed. Fans are upset. MTV cut tribute to Chester Bennington and Chris Ooh. Cornell. Uh, good thing they gave 40 minutes to Fifth Harmony. Right. Uh, wow. That's not good. So I didn't see all of the VMAs. I just watched the first hour because I was going to watch Game of Thrones after. And then when I couldn't watch Game of Thrones after, I went to bed. And I couldn't sleep, so I watched Saw. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. 
I watched a bunch of Insecure last night, but um, I watched Insecure as well. Uh, here is a good move if you're an award show. Uh, if you're running short on time, just cut out the uh, the honoring dead people because they can't get offended. That's They're true. dead already. They're dead. So I'm a huge. I'm not a mm, kind of speak ill of the dead, but like we don't have to be that sensitive to people who. Don't. I mean, we did a full episode saying that Paul Walker kind of sucked. Well, I would have done that if he were alive, but <laughs> right. he's not even alive. Because <laughs> he's... can't... Never mind. Uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk to... Who are we going to talk to first? Patrick let's first. talk to Podrick. Patrick first. Podrick. That's a character from Game of Thrones. Hmm. Here's Patrick Podrick. Patrick, first off, uh, congratulations are in order. Uh, you went long. Yeah. Just wanted to make my presence felt. A scant 2,000 words on Game of Thrones death theories. Yes, well, we all know that there's no better way for something to be good than to go long. If you just, if you just like jot down your thoughts, then they're not really thoughts. If you go long, no. though, then whew, that is well, that's quite what a, Twitter's for. I mean, like if you just want to, no, that's what the ringers. For. That's what the ringers. That's right. Yes. That's right. You gotta like my goal for this project for as long as I get to work with you guys is to try to figure out what the balance is between like a blazing hot tweet and just like a ringer type post where it's just. You made your point, and now you got to make it three more times. But you got to layer <laughs> way more references from the '90s to tie it all together. <laughs> but here's the thing: like when you go long, because I've I've obviously read a lot of stuff that you've done. Like when you go long, it's because you've got a shitload of things to say. When the ringer goes long, they're like, "I thought of a nice tweet, and I stretched it out for two thousand words." Right, right, and I think that was originally that was. I think originally, like the guys at the Obvious Corporation, that was like their plan for Medium. It was like for Twitter. Yeah. Uh, like, so Twitter was 140 characters. You could be kind of like crafty with that. And then there was Vine, which was like, you have six seconds to get your point across. And then Medium was supposed to be like, I don't know, go for as long as you want and bridge them all together. And two of those died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you went long. Uh, you had Game of Thrones death uh, predictions. Yeah. You ended up going like what, like two for twelve? There weren't as yeah. there weren't as much death as we expected in that episode. Yeah, it was a real bummer. I mean, like that. That in addition to um, like some other things that were bumming me out about this season, my death prediction just like uh, was way off. My percentage was way down, and, um, and even the deaths that we got. I mean, I guess only one of them was a real death. The other one was. Just that piece crumbling like to the death of the wall i guess but it was um i think overall the season was not that great uh i had said last night that i think the show secretly switched the showtime at the beginning of the season because this just didn't feel like an hbo show at all it just felt like um they were working backwards and like they knew what they wanted to happen at the very end and they didn't really care how they got there which is a real bummer because i mean show it felt- it felt like this was one of the, I mean, it's probably not true, but it felt like this episode was one of the last chances to have like classic yeah. Game of Thrones, like uh, character versus character and yeah. and get those deaths out of the way before the last season in which it's completely them against the White Walkers. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I felt, I felt a little disappointed with the lack of uh, like showdowns. I was fully expecting... The Clegane Bowl, we didn't get that. I was kind of upset about it. Um, but, I mean, it was... People, like, were coming their dicks off over this episode yeah. last night. Everybody was saying it was, like, one of the best episodes in the, the the history of the series. And I didn't I didn't think... I thought it was really good. I thought it was good. I didn't think yeah. that it was 
amazing. No, man. I mean, I look at like, were either of you guys like, did you watch wrestling when you were growing up? No, I did a little bit. I lied about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, so they do this thing in wrestling where it was like, you'd have the two guys that are going to show up or show down at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, like the weeks leading up to their big match. Some dude would get in the ring, you know, like stomp across the ring and like stare down and then like shake their head and like slowly move out of the ring and then leave. And the crowd would be like, and then, and then like freak out that it wasn't going to happen. Obviously, it's not going to happen because this free episode of television on the USA Network didn't cost $40. Man. And like once you pay for it, you get to see it. And that's like what this whole season was about. So like we had the, the teasing of the Clegane Bowl last night. And like the hound just walks up and you think he's going to like, they're going to draw and they're going to fight. And then he just turns around and walks, goes to get a zombie out of the trunk of his car. And it was just, it was just a lot of teasing like that, which is fine, but there's no reason to wait, man. I mean, it's not like people aren't going to watch this show. Right. So I was just a little disappointed that it was like the whole, this whole season was a setup for next season. And honestly, by the time next season starts, who cares? But it just seemed like a, Everyone's expectations were crazy high for the season, and I don't really know if it delivered. It's, uh, but you know, I mean, it's it's a TV show. So did you it's, find it's fine? Did you find anything particularly surprising in the finale? Um, I thought it was surprising, like how neatly everything got tied up. You know, I mean, I think the big thing that was really intriguing about the show overall was the nuance. You didn't know how all these things were going to happen, and then. It just got swapped out for things that they wanted to happen at the end. Like, I'm sure when they were sketching out the season, like, all right, spoiler alert, Littlefinger's going to die, right? So Littlefinger's dead, and then we're going to do the ice dragon. is definitely going to happen. The wall's going to come down. And, like, getting to those things didn't seem to matter. So there was no, like, little nuance at the end about, like, what does this mean for Sansa, Arya, and Bran? What does this mean for, like, my psycho sister, my philosophy major brother, who's just out there like doing peyote, feeling trees. And what does this mean for Sansa in the North? I mean, none of the nuance that goes into like, how are they going to interact together now? What does this mean in the long run matters at all? So yeah. it just was like, it was just a bummer. I mean, I think that like, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about like the books, but like in the books, this would never happen. <laughs> um. I watched the entire episode with a. Ah, I was in front of a screen playing the entire episode, and I didn't pick up on one person's name. So when you say like Littlefinger, I had to look oh, yeah. up who Littlefinger was because in this episode we talked to Randy Havens and he just name dropped Littlefinger while we were talking about the Wire. Yeah. and I was like, yeah, oh, I bet that was a cool dude in the Wire. I was like, I wonder which crew he belonged to, and I looked up like Littlefinger the Wire, and it was a fucking guy from Sing Street. Littlefinger's the yeah, name of the yeah. guy in the fucking Star Wars? No, as I call oh, okay. Game of Thrones Star Wars. Yes. He's uh, Carsetti. Yeah. 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 And he was in Bane, too. He was the first guy Bane killed in Batman. Oh, that's plane. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was the guy, yeah. And he was the guy John Cena fought in 12 rounds. Really? I don't see that going well for him. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, that was like, like John Cena... Before he was like, I don't know, before he was like comedy comedy hero John Cena. They are trying to push him as an action <laughs> what star. What the fuck is John Cena? I don't know. Um, I think he's yeah, the new rock. Other rock. Yeah, I guess. The, the failed rock. Uh, I don't like it. 
the pebble. What, how do you uh, how do you feel about the Night King theory? I love that. I mean, I think that that's definitely uh, that's way more of a book thing. I, mean, I don't think they'd be able to pull it. I don't know if they'd be able to pull it off in the show, but I like that idea. That goes back. There's this theory in the books that um, it starts with old Nan, right? So the old lady who's, who like was the main housekeeper, I guess, for Winterfell, that she took care of all the kids. And whenever Bran was sick, she would tell him stories uh, about all the other brands in history, right? So mm-hmm. Bran the Builder, uh, Brandon Stark. Like, so there's a theory in the books that every single brand in history is Bran. So like he'll go back now that he can like basically whip through time that he can go back and every single time it's him trying to go back and fix the problems going forward. But every time he messes up, he basically gets stuck there. So he like lives it out to make sure that it keeps going. So the idea that, and the theory is that like he went all the way back to the point where the white walkers were created, but because he can walk uh, in his like dreams that the children of the forest don't recognize him. So they like they make him the first White Walker because they have no idea who he is because he's going back eight thousand years. So I like that idea, but but I don't think they can pull it off in the show. And the show would look so um, like they ran out of ideas. In the book, it's kind of you have you know you have mil- hundreds of thousands of pages that you can uh, lead up to that. But I like that theory. I just don't know if they can pull it off in the show. I think I feel like that's the only way that Bran can end up being cool. I just, yeah. I just don't. I'm not yeah. on Team Bran yet. Um, no, he's just I so wanted, weird, man. I know he's he's so so weird, and he's kind of a dick. Like yeah. uh, Samuel la- last night at the end of the, of uh, that episode, Samuel walks in and he's like, "Hey, Samuel Tarley," and he's like, "Hey, you remember me?" He's like, "I remember everything." It's like, all right, chill <laughs> out, dude, <laughs> chill out, guy. Yeah, uh, I've read The Stranger. Okay, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about uh, Theon having no dick is now a superpower? Yeah, that was really something. Same. Uh, it was just, yeah, him just getting repeatedly kneed in the balls and then smiling about it, or lack of balls, getting kneed in the flap, and then he just didn't have any response was a little too kitschy for me. I thought the only – that was actually – I was when I was watching it last night, I was like, damn, I didn't put Theon in my death, in my death column. I thought that would have been like a surefire, like, all right, this is a dude we can get rid of. Why do people keep giving him chances? Why Why is he still on the show? Yeah. Why was there 10 minutes devoted to him last night? What the fuck are they doing with that? The only cool thing he did was at the end when he splashes salt water in his face. I was like, all right, cool. So he's going back to the sea. or, or but that That's kind of a nice little button. But is he going to be... My biggest problem with that whole fight was why was the other guy winded? The other guy was literally tired from <laughs> yeah, the shit out of Theon. And then that opened up. And then I, I just... I don't know. It was a little too cutesy. For me, uh, but yeah, getting having having no balls being a superpower—that's that's something. I mean, hard to put. That is that—that's that, now like a big confirmation from last night's episode is that uh, Ramsey cut off his dick and balls. And balls, man, tough way to go. Tough <laughs> way. That's. I just I don't know, man. How do you how do you pull that off? I don't. Oh God. And uh, last I but I mean, last but not least. Uh, we have the incest. Mm, that auntie fucker, Jon Snow. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a nice little... Shouts uh, out, uh, <laughs> fuck, the, the Lonely Island. Yeah, Featuring yeah, exactly. T-Pain, I fucked my aunt. That's right. Damn. And I, 
fucked my aunt and I fucked my aunt. <laughs> then I fucked my aunt. <laughs> Do you know that song, Pete? No. It's so oh, it's man. a song called I Fucked My Aunt. And the the chorus is T Pain saying, like, I can't believe it. I fucked my aunt. And all the verses are like very just serious verses about other things <laughs> so like at a party like see this girl eye to eye and then, like you realize like he's not talking about his aunt and he talks about like how he has sex with this girl and like the verse always ends with like and then i fucked my aunt yeah. <laughs> what the fuck so good uh a nice little years later i fucked your sister yeah, <laughs> like, right, yeah. it's a it's a good listen it's really <laughs> really good in fact the t-pain sings the hook is is perfect ah so good I thought it was a nice little twist that in uh, Game of Thrones, while they were having sex, uh, it was being basically narrated by Bran yeah. di- doing the whole family tree thing. Yeah. That was- <laughs> while they, were, they were like, we're going to make just sure so you, you know. don't feel good about this one. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was really something. It just, uh, I mean, uh, it's like that's, that's also a thing that people tend to, people who have been wrapped up in the series, either for the show for seven years or the books for 20 years, been waiting for this to happen and like you could kind of they the creators could have given us the moment to be like oh man like danny and john they're finally getting together that's great this is i can't believe it's actually happening but having that weirdo brand just basically narrate the whole thing about how and repeatedly saying they're related <laughs> yeah, I know. is really just a huge huge bummer <laughs> and it was only like it wasn't like a full sex scene either. It was like a, yeah. it was like five seconds, and it was like Brad's yeah. like they're related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah a lot of Jon Snow butt, a lot of butt scenes, a lot of butt work by Jon Snow this season. That's good. Kid Harrington kind of getting it back. I feel like he got uh he got shit on a lot this season for being short. Oh, yeah. Son is like nine feet tall compared to him, and then just, it, just reclaiming his manhood by showing that butt in the in the in the final scene of the finale. How hard did you guys yes in uh, the Logan Lucky scene uh, involving Game of Thrones? Oh, because my God. I, oh, as a non-Game like, of Thrones watcher, I was dying yeah, laughing. That was that. fucking hilarious. It was perfect. Here, like, are these like, th- like yeah. conversations yeah. that you guys have? No, it's not conversations oh, yeah. that I have, but like I know that it, those conversations do exist. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was hilarious. Doesn't <laughs> he in, in Logan Lucky? Isn't Dwight Yoakam saying how I'm reading it from the Wikipedia right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> guys, I'm giving you, you this straight from the Wikipedia page. It, it says right here that it, 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 like touring, touring exhaustion or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I saw Logan uh, Lucky like it was like me and three other people in the theater, and I was dying laughing. It was really, I, really good. Yeah, I was a huge fan of that movie. I thought the cast was fucking dope. I mean, you said Dwight Yoakam, fucking Daniel Craig was awesome. Everybody in it was so good. Really, really good. And even um, the dude that played Roy in The Office was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Katie Holmes' new husband was awesome. Yeah, I was a big fan. Well, dude, we... We don't don't say this to... We probably do say this to a lot of our guests, and we probably don't mean it, but like, we don't deserve you. Like, we don't (laughs) deserve your, like, eloquent analysis when it comes to television, because... Neither of us are necessarily geniuses in the realm of film or television, but we just fucking talk about it all the time yeah. anyway. Uh, it's always a fucking pleasure to have you actually explain to us what's really going on. So uh, yeah, man, thanks, dude. Like, well, we got to go to a Celtics game this year. Now the Celtics are dope. Um, yes. I call Tatum Jersey. Got it. All right. I'm. I'm gonna try to. I'm, I don't know. I, I. I didn't burn my IT jersey. I might not have to. My, so it's you never Dude. know what's going to happen. This is going to be a really interesting day. Did you see this morning that they're asking for 
the Cavs are gonna for either Brown or Tatum as like their extra piece of yeah, that's conversation. I think there was a um, Woj just said like in passing like they're gonna they're gonna check in on like they want more. They'll ask about guys like Brown and Tatum and get turned down. And then people yeah. have fucking gone wild with that. Like Cavaliers demanding Jason Tatum. Like, dude, I demand yeah. you suck my dick. They're not gonna give right. Jason. T- they're not gonna exactly. look at this deal and be like. Oh right, we need to give uh, like up our best asset as a sweetener. I wish they started with the statue of Bill Russell as like their anchor point, just yes. like it, and just work their way down to Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, I want Everybody... the eleven series between Russell one and the statue because uh, you guys <laughs> took you fifty years to build it, so you obviously don't really need it over there. Give us that, and we'll maybe think about trading you Kyrie's gym back. Yeah, <laughs> when they were when they were first talking about that trade, or when like that report came out. The deal came together like 50 minutes after Shams reported it. So, um, but I like at, at the thought of Kyrie and Tatum being on the same team, I was like, I, I texted Pete. I was like, I'm gonna these guys, I'm gonna fucking die. I can't like this is this will be the best moment in my sports life. Yeah. And <laughs> then, like, however many minutes later, uh, the report was out there that they wanted Tatum for Kyrie, and it was like so the uh, I'm gonna kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in um in the Sesame Street Christmas movie when uh, I forget which one Ernie and Bert, one of them has a rubber ducky, one of them fucking collects paper clips, which is some serial killer shit. But uh, they one of them gets the other one a soap dish for his rubber ducky for Christmas, but he does it. By selling his paper clips, and oh, the man. other one gets him a nice like tray for their paper, a nice box for his paper clips. But he does it by the selling the rubber ducky, Ooh. and I'm like, "Hey, like you guys could have sold it other shit." <laughs> I know. Yeah. But that's what it would have been like if they traded Jason Tatum to get Kyrie Irving. It'd be fucking brutal. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, I, thanks, dude. My pleasure, man. Anytime. Um, I'll be on. I got a couple ideas for stuff this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna master this 600 word piece. And it's gonna be. We're gonna get this thing going. No, see that's the thing. Like you're allowed to go. Along. Yeah, I like, wrote. Nice. I just wrote three thousand words on the five hundred days of summer, which came out nine years ago. So feel oh, free okay. to go whatever you want. My to thing do. is, yeah, like if I go, if I go like fifteen hundred words on Taylor Swift, I trust myself that there's not too much fat on there. If Pete goes three thousand words on five hundred days of summer, I've talked about five hundred days of summer enough with Pete that I know what I'm gonna get there. Like. I kind of trust us to yeah. do the long thing. I don't trust the ringer. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's valid, and I think it's it's. I think uh, everything about the ringer. I think it's it's. They're still figuring out the execution, which is weird to say. Like well, they, I'm counting Brett because... in the run seven years in, still figuring right. out the uh, the like the execution part. But hey, man, keep getting keep getting those checks, Bill. We'll, we can make this a reoccurring segment yeah. every time I'm on. Is what's new with the ringer? Checking in with why the ringer is bad with Patrick O'Connor, chief ringer hater. Who I I don't think you necessarily hate the ringer, (laughs) but we're just we're just pushing that on people. In our Randy Havens uh, interview, we trick him into being racist, so we're uh, we're we're turning into gotcha podcasters. Nice, hey man. Everyone needs a niche. That's that's a pretty good one. Might help. Might hurt with getting guests down the line. Uh, We're just trying to like for the for the gotcha, but hey man, everyone needs a hook. Well, the the email will the subject email uh, or the subject line for the email when we try to book somebody will be like, "Is your client ready for a challenge?" <laughs> <laughs> His career could be ruined if he, <laughs> if he missteps during this interview. Want to roll the dice? <laughs> yeah, we're in. Are you? <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. We've had you. We've kept you way too long. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate. It. I love this stuff. So. 
I will. Uh, I'll talk to you guys this week, and, and let me know. I'm. I'm always. Uh, this. This hour for me is open. So anytime. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Later, buddy. Right, See you later. Peace. And now for something completely different. <laughs> you know what that is? That is from something. I don't know. Part of my from. take. The better podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. They. Okay. Uh, we. So. Uh, we talked to Randy about Logan Lucky and a myriad of things because that's what we do with Randy. We talk about the fight, Taylor Swift, a lot of dope shit. Uh, here's the thing, though. I have never restarted my computer in my life, and I think that that has led to some... Uh, questionable audio. Some questionable audio because our computers were slow. Uh, our connection was slow. There was a lot of lag. So it's going to sound... It sucks to have shit audio for anything because... We, if you've heard the podcast, we've never really had bad audio. We take pride in making it sound good. Uh, but when we didn't realize until after this was done that, like, oh, fuck, this came out sounding really, really shitty. So a lot of times um, we might cut in and out, unfortunately. Uh, there's one part uh, where I ask a follow-up to Randy, and I just basically ask, did you realize the movie was going to be fucking cool as you were doing it? So it's not even a good question, but you just hear like, and then he starts to answer. So sorry, that's what that was. We'll never do something like this again. Um, But uh, yeah, so apologies there. And uh, we'll, I'll set up the first question because it sounded shitty too, which is just us congratulating Randy on 18 Emmy nominations. Well, not him personally, as much as we love Randy. He didn't not get 18 Emmy nominations himself. Stranger yes, things. he did. Uh, <laughs> Randy Havens, 18 Emmy nominations. Uh, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, we have some new listeners. Uh, Randy Havens plays Mr. Clark in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, he plays Mr. Clark in Stranger Things. He's also in a lot of things. Uh, our formula, basically, for interviewing Randy uh, is... When you worked with blank, did you say blank? <laughs> that's like most of our questions to him. Yeah, it's mostly your questions. I him. love that, though. I think <laughs> that's great. You're allowed to because Randy loves us. Yeah. But anybody else would be like, all right, dude, enough. Stop asking me about like the more famous people that I've worked with. Right. Well, not even the more famous people. Like, Just, uh, hey, this person did something funny. Did you guys talk about that? <laughs> or like, this person has this controversy. Did you guys talk about that? <laughs> I think it's uh, great. I think it's just like really, really good interviewing. And uh, this one ends with a bang. So uh, I was, by the way, I was trying to set up the uh, the Randy thing. And then you responded to me where Randy was going to respond. Where? When I was like, uh, so he had 18 Emmy nominations. And you were like, no, he didn't. And it was gonna <laughs> next. It was gonna be him saying like, "Oh, thanks, guys." Then it was gonna go into the interview. So, uh, hey, uh, Randy, uh, congrats on sucking. Woo, 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 woo. Do you know what any of the nominations are? Yeah, I know like what all of them are. Do you? I was gonna ask because you guys obviously check like the main boxes. You got the the, the big guns, and yeah. then like when I Emmy nominations, I'm always astonished that like. Outstanding main title design is a thing. If you guys don't fucking win that, then we riot. Right? Yeah, no, that's that's one of them for sure. That's on the list. Um, yeah, hair. <clears throat> hair is on there. Makeup's on there. Um, casting. Mm. So, um, you actually should take credit if you guys win the hair because yeah. facial hair. Uh, well, you know, actually facial hair falls under makeup. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. That's kind yeah. of racist or something. 
I don't, I don't know. I'm what not, it is. I, I, I always get confused because they're like, okay, well, now makeup will go take care of your mustache. I'm like, well, but a mustache is made out of hair. It's not made of, out of makeup. <laughs> They call you that. That's mansplaining. If you if you say like a mustache is made out of hair, then people. Yeah. I'm known okay. for my mansplaining on set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first question to you is, what the fuck? We went to the movies this week and we saw a movie that we didn't know you were in. <laughs> what the hell? That was yeah. as yeah. best friends. We should know every project that you're working on at all times. I know, but I did, I like I, I there was like a possibility I could have been cut out of it, so I didn't like hype it too much i did some retweets was, i retweeted some logan lucky stuff so and you weren't the only brunch alumni and friend of the program I know. to be in that movie who jim o'hare Where do of I, uh, uh, Parks oh, and oh, right. uh the, the guy who did the really filthy podcast yes <laughs> yeah did you hear that yeah it was so <laughs> fucked up the guy has the, a trash mouth i know the entire time pete and i were looking at each other like this is wild and great, but who the hell knew? He was talking about like he was talking about like uh, like a borderline having like a porn addiction. Yeah. It was like okay, all right. He also yeah. did a cool. Uh, he was like, uh, what do you say? He was like Jerry is probably like very in love with his wife. She was probably like his first and his last. Myself, I can't say the same thing. And I was like, whoa, man, just getting a regular cool man. Yeah, he's a, he's a poon hound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's the cold open. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Jim O'Hare cool. is a poon hound. Uh, how did you like making the movie? Uh, it it was awesome. It you know like it uh, Soderbergh's just like an incredible guy, and he's been you know, you know he's the Floyd Mayweather of filmmaking. Minus <laughs> the reference. Minus, <laughs> minus some other minus all the terrible things about Floyd Mayweather. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, like Soderbergh's been doing this for a long time, and he like knows everything about everything as far as like production goes, and he also does everything. So it's not just like, hmm. um, you know, a lot of times like there, there's like this whole like sort of like I don't know like like hierarchy on a film set, right? Where, like yeah. the director is sitting in a chair looking at a monitor and you know uh, uh, a lot of times the DP is also sitting in a chair looking at a monitor and then they're like discussing things and then they're like passing sort of the, the word down the line like oh hey you know talk to the camera guy talk to the lighting guy like get them to do all this stuff and Soderbergh does everything himself like that's just his deal like um, he is a cameraman like <laughs> he holds the camera like um, he's the, like, and it's just like, you know, you, you just never see that. So, um, so yeah, I think he just takes the reins and, and, and does exactly what he wants to do on his projects. And it, and it really works out great. Cause he clearly knows what he's doing. And it, like, he would shoot like, you know, whatever, eight, nine hours a day and then go back to his hotel room and edit. Jesus. That's some Bill Belichick shit right there. Yeah. That's some sleeping in us. Yeah. So like, um, uh, I shot like at a few different times. So like um, one of my scenes got cut, but um, uh, it was like maybe a month and a half apart. And so like one of my last days on the set was one of their last days of shooting. And I was talking to Soderbergh and he was like, Oh yeah. um, Yeah. The film's basically done because he's going home every night and like editing it. So he's like, Oh yeah. You know, there's like three more minutes of film that I need to like edit in. And that's the stuff that we're shooting now. Jesus, wow. that's um, crazy. So the guy's a legend. Or you 
like this movie's fucking gonna be dope. Um, well, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, you read a script and you don't really know. Mm-hmm. That's like the thing that I that that like just blows my mind sometimes. Is I'll read a script and I'll go like, I don't see like how special it is. Um, and you know, it just sometimes looks like just words on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, you know, you, you, you go and like, um, then you pivot to video and it turns out to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, there's something like it's chemistry, right? Like, and it's about once again, casting. So, um, Logan Lucky had the same casting director as stranger things. Oh, uh, Oh, um, and okay. also Feldstein Paris, which is a, a, an agency in Atlanta. Were um, you the only Stranger Things guy in it? I can't remember. I yes, I believe so. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like Godzilla that, because that's they're they're doing the Stranger Things dream team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Millie, we're the Stranger Things dream team. <laughs> you are. I don't know why you're laughing. Um, and also Kyle Chandler, who's like a, a yeah. friend of the program. You just oh yeah, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh yes, who's a very wow. Very silly guy in the movie we just saw him in. Big fans of that guy. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, the son of the son of Ice Cube. He actually does seem odd. Was he, is he a cool guy to work with? Not to jump to a different movie, but I don't know. Um, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't work with him. Um, he was on like a different, uh, like he like what like he, yeah. His scenes are all different from mine. Um, I'm not even sure who he plays. It's because you play Godzilla, so they CGI <laughs> most of the people into your scenes. I got I got to work. I worked with uh, Millie and Vera Farmiga, and uh, and like this much with Charles Dance. Ooh, yeah. How Mr. much did Tyler you work Lannister. with Godzilla? Uh, I did not work with Godzilla. I did not get oh. to meet Godzilla. I heard he was huge diva though. So yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's Mariah Carey. He was supposed to be in um, fuck the Hitman's Bodyguard, and they cut his scenes <laughs> because, wow, because he was such a Madonna. Yeah. What yeah, have you? Uh, what have you like, seen his recently? Trailer's so much bigger than everybody else's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what an asshole! Uh, yeah. What have you seen recently? What have I seen? Uh, uh, I just—I mean, clearly saw Logan Lucky. Um, yeah. Uh, Oh, what's, the process of, what's that process like when you're going to see a movie and you buy a ticket and you're like, oh, oh can I just like, can I just go in? I'm actually in this movie. No, because I'm, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm so weird. Like, I like, I don't want like any attention whatsoever, which is a weird thing for an actor to be like, oh yeah, no, I don't want anybody to. Know. Well, you're going on the wrong podcast because <laughs> we bring in the listeners. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Uh, I've, I've, there are a lot of Bruntouchables that are following me now, and uh, yes. yeah, I feel the love. I feel the love. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I buy tickets through my phone, and then I just like go into the theater, and I like slink down in the chair, and I'm like, okay, please let me be in this movie. So you, so you didn't know going into like the final the when you went to see the movie, you didn't know if you were actually in the final. No, because like I like I I I've I've gone to movies that I was in before and then been like, where's my scene? <laughs> oh, that's gonna be go? the worst. 
what did they do to me? Yeah. No, so when that happens in Master of None, uh, when he goes to the premiere and he brings his girlfriend and he brings like all of his friends and he's really embarrassed that he's not in it. As an actor, do you watch that scene and you're like, that wouldn't happen in real life because the actor would know better than to potentially set themselves up for that embarrassment? I mean, here's the thing is I think everybody's had that moment where they're like, hey, everybody, I'm super excited about this movie. Come see this movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they cut me out of it. Um, uh, yeah, I was in a movie called Let's Be Cops. Oh, yeah, I oh, saw yeah. that. Um, so uh, uh, I had like a pretty significant scene that got cut out. And so the, like the parts of it that I'm in, I'm basically like background. Um, so I'm basically <laughs> like an extra. And uh, I, I went there was like a crew of us that went and like, we were like, it was a bunch of people that were in the movie. So we go like, see it. I remember I was sitting next to this, uh, girl who was a friend of mine. And like, she like looks at me and I look at her when we realize that my fucking scene is not, is like not there. Ugh, that's that it's just awful. like, but it just goes like, zoop, and like jumps from like the moment right before I walk into the room to the moment <laughs> right after I walk into the room. I'm like, oh, yep, nope. That was the that was the point in the movie where I was like having a so, scene. So they basically uh, thought that you ruined the movie and they cut you out. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, clearly very bad. I was a bad. I was a bad actor uh, that day. You know what we're gonna do is we're gonna start doing that with guests. We're gonna have guests on and say like, hey, like. Now, we do some heavy editing on this podcast, which we do no editing, but we're going to be like, we do some heavy editing, so there might be like... There might be a chance you don't make the app. Right, like you, yeah. you might not make the app. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, but David Schwimmer was so excited to do this. <laughs> and we're like, well... We didn't think he was He'll probably be like, well, we're not saying he definitely won't be in it. He, there's yeah. just a possibility he can get cut. And then we'll yeah. just have like, uh, like a three-hour episode of us like playing with dogs, like totally wasting <laughs> our time and not having David Schwimmer. Yeah. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, welcome to Hollywood. That's what you say to someone. <laughs> yeah. So when you actually saw that you were in the movie, you you probably had the same reaction that we did when we were sitting there. We're like, hey, yeah, like, oh, Randy's in the movie. Like, oh, shit, Randy's in the movie. Yeah, I went, that's my boy. <laughs> have, you ever been, have you ever been noticed, uh, like, walking out of a movie by somebody being like, hey, you were just in that movie. Weren't you just in that? No. <laughs> no? Hasn't um, happened? I'm sure. It, I mean, it could happen in Godzilla because I have a pretty decent part, but... Um, yeah, no. People don't pay attention. People don't pay attention to the world around them and the people around them. And, That's true. Uh, and I, 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 when I, I have a Logan Lucky story, which um, okay, let's do uh, it. Which is like the perfect story for this. So, like one of the last days uh, that I was shooting, we were in Charlotte at the Charlotte Motor Speedway during a race. So there's a scene in the movie where Channing Tatum is like. You know, he's got the he's got cotton candy and he's sort of holding it above his face and he's got his hat sort of mm-hmm. pulled down low and he's trying to like get out of the racetrack. So that was shot during a race in a public area. Mm-hmm. Right? This is completely unheard mm-hmm. of in like Hollywood. Like they don't make movies like this. Like huh. they'll close down the track, they'll shoot with a bunch of, of extras and um like you know they'll 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 shoot all day long if they need to. Um, and Soderbergh's like, no, 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 we're going to shoot during a race in a public area, and no one's going to notice that Channing Tatum is here. 
and no one noticed Channing Tatum. Are you serious? He's like walking through like the concessions area, like just like walking through, like filming a scene. And Soderbergh is like far enough back with the camera that when people see a camera at a NASCAR track, they just assume, oh, it's like for whatever. They're just getting footage for the um, for the broadcast. Right. So nobody even knows that this is like a big time legendary Hollywood director and also a huge actor. Um, Nobody even notices because there's no like lights around him. There's no like people. It's just like those two guys, like the director and the actor. Um, and so no one noticed Channing Tatum. So people don't look up. That's fun. No one around. looks at your shoes. Yeah. Um, they did that with, uh, with girls trip. They did uh, when they're at the, the new edition concert, they, they shot that actually at that show. And when they did it, they were like, we have one shot at this max like we'll have like one clean shot at this max before somebody's like Queen Latifah. That's Queen Latifah, <laughs> and right. uh, like like that's Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. You know, like I think if it weren't for those two, actually there might be a chance they could kind of get away with it. But yeah. Queen Latifah is like such a recognizable person yep. that yeah, I think that on like, they they shot one and they tried a second one, and during the second one, everybody was like, yeah, yeah that's for sure, Queen Latifah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That'll ruin a scene right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, cool. Channing Tatum did look a little different in this movie. I feel Fat. like, yeah, I feel yeah, like he, he looks different in every movie at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's got kind of the the uh, the beard going Don't on. Don't differentiate. <laughs> no, you're just a fat guy. <laughs> he wasn't that fat. He was Channing Tatum, a guy who we're looking at that guy's body. So it's one thing, like if I. Can't think of somebody like if adam driver put on weight for that movie no one's gonna be like driver looks different they're like adam, adam driver, driver still gross. talks weird and whatever uh yeah. tatum if he gains weight loses weight whatever it was like when we were talking with zach efron in baywatch that was one that's one of the first things you check in with after like all right how is zach efron's body and we got yeah. like three to five episodes of content out of that channing tatum i, I think that it was yeah but channing tatum has moved on from being like a Sex symbol. Sex symbol. Yeah. yeah, he's now doing. I think now people recognize Shane Tatum as a as a good actor. Yeah, right. And as like a funny guy. Yeah, right. I thought that he ruled. I thought that everybody was. There really was a good point in time movie. where people were like, they didn't think that Shane Tatum was a good actor because he was just like meat. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the kind of roles that he was in. And then he he's been good. Now he's in. The, he's now he's in Logan Lucky. He's in The Kingsman coming up. I know. I'm I'm quite excited for the the Hell yeah. You should be in the third one of those. I know, right? Uh, maybe they'll be like, like, what? What are the Americans called in this one? The Statesman. The Statesman. Uh, maybe they'll be like the the Geeksman. The Geeksman. <laughs> Just like super nerdy guys, like at computers. You should, uh, you should start like marketing yourself as a proud Canadian because maybe in the third one they'll work in like the Canadiansmen. Oh, right. The mounts. The mount. The mounties. <laughs> the mountsmen. The mountsmen. Yes. Uh, speaking of where you're from, I've always meant to ask you this question. Uh, you're like the only uh, Lana who at some point didn't have a small role in The Walking Dead. Why did you turn that down? <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't. They just didn't want me. I think th- I just assumed they offered everybody from Atlanta <laughs> like, yo, you guys and uh, fucking Andrew Lincoln. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bunch of British people and then like everyone in Atlanta. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know because, like, it's interesting because it had the same casting people as another AMC show I did called Halt and Catch Fire, 
I'm just okay. like, hey guys, that was pretty good. On that I show. could easily see you. I could easily see you in The Walking Dead. Yeah, like, no, like he, he's supposed to, like you're supposed to be in The Walking Dead, like as yeah. as God intended the world to be. Like he put you there. He made you an actor. Yeah. You're you're like the, you're the guy from The Walking Dead who actually was never in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like if you added The Walking Dead to your IMDb page, people would be like, "Oh yeah, he was in that." Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> this is, I mean, that's the great thing about Walking Dead. Is it, it it has had like 5,000 cast members. Um it really like, has. People always do I before I watched the the wire, I would get so pissed off because whenever we would talk about any fucking show, Pete or whoever I'm talking about anything yeah. with is like, "Oh yeah, the guy who was in The Wire." And yeah. I was like, fuck you. I get that everybody at some point in their life was in The Wire. Mm-hmm. When in reality, now that I've watched The Wire, I'm like, I guess I was just talking about like six people really often because there's really not that many people who are in The Wire. There's a good amount of people, but yeah, it's it's not to the yeah, extent of like The little, Walking Little Littlefinger, Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, guy the dude from, from uh, Sing Street. You know what you should guy. really do? What? You know what you should really do for your career is uh, get a job on some HBO show because then you're entitled to be on every HBO show ever because all they do is recycle mm. people that have been in HBO shows. That's a fucking great idea. Hang on one second. I'm going to write that down. Isa <laughs> is single right now in uh, Insecure. So be the next boy toy and then you're just you're good for life. It's like if you're on an HBO show once, it's like you're yeah. in a show that's been in syndicate that's now in syndication <laughs> right where like you're just guaranteed to check however big or small for the rest of your life um i have a question about stranger things uh it comes out on october 27th yeah is there a premiere i don't know hmm, not the I, answer I, I was looking for yeah i'm i'm so the wrong guy to ask these questions there was a follow-up there and i think you know what it was <laughs> Yeah, of course. Look, if there's a premiere, you guys are totally coming with me as my plus. Oh, one. we're in. Yes, you just this have to life. like sit on each other. Like one of you has to sit on the other's shoulders, and you have to wear we'll like a like, long trench coat. Yes, that's uh, for sure the plan. Uh, that mm-hmm. was going to be the plan, no matter what. Even if you got two passes for us. Yeah. Okay. We've uh, <laughs> we've sarcastically been told by Lena Waithe that uh, she's going to bring us on the red carpet uh, at the Emmys because she was nominated for uh outstanding uh, uh comedy writing for her episode of master of none that she wrote and uh i think that jokingly said like oh you should bring us to the emmys and she jokingly said yes and then yeah. we pivoted to serious and said yeah. all right we accept <laughs> you're such assholes <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we will see you there when are they when are who the emmys Oh, I'm not going to the Emmys. You're boycotting the no, Emmys. I'm definitely just not invited to the Emmys. Hashtag Emmys so white. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, there are a lot of people associated with Stranger Things. Um, so, but you're on the fucking stage when they win the big one. That's ridiculous. No. No. That's that's you're, infuriating. You're the you are literally the brains of the operation. Look. Guys, the world hasn't caught up to the things that we know. Okay, <laughs> the three of us, like I we're know. in the know. We're in the know about how the world should work. We just have Dude, to be patient. You know what Dude, the, the, the is, fucking weekend I've had with the Taylor Swift shit. You don't need to remind me. <laughs> you know what the problem is? Ahead there's of our too time. many Emmys. There's like a billion Emmys and a different kind of like awards all over the places. Yeah, they invite they invite people that don't have chances of winning. So they should just give their invites to you. And us. I know. They sh- I should just present. I should host the Emmys. <laughs> that would be. Great. That's a great idea. We should have uh, an award show. 
Who's doing it? Who's we, hosting it this year? Someone, someone pretty good, right? Jimmy Kimmel, maybe. Again, I don't know. I just that was a guess. I don't think I. I, I don't think it's him. I would look it do, up. But Pete, do a quick, quick. Do a quick, quick here. The Emmys host. Well, if it's on CBS, it's probably L. Cool J or something. Oh no, it's Stephen Colbert. There we go. Speaking of legends. Yeah, but I don't want him hosting the Emmys. Why not? Actually, you know what? The I don't need my Emmy host to do much. Right. You, you know? want him, You want a nice opening monologue and you just want him to go away. Yeah. What's the most important host? What show has the most important host? Oh. Uh, like, in, in which award show does the host play the biggest factor? There's, there's one correct answer. I think it's like the, a Friars roast. The, the Oscars. The correct answer is the MTV VMA Awards in the late 90s and early 2000s, <laughs> and it has to be Chris Rock. All <laughs> oh, right, yes. Because remember that? Like, it would be a little joke thing in the beginning, and that was the monologue that you fu- like you, you were there for that fucking monologue. Now when you get an award show, it's fucking like, oh, let's get fucking Jimmy uh, Fallon and Justin Timberlake to suck each other off. And like, oh, that's a fun little thing. And we're going to show the people in the audience. And it's like, we've kind of been there before. Chris Rock used to... Like that was his stand-up for the year. That was yeah. his like performance. Oh, those were the days. And then you'd see like a Britney Spears boob. <laughs> yeah, or or yeah, like a How- Howard Stern butt. Yeah, Didn't just as that. good either way. Yeah, <laughs> brunches America. Uh, did you say to Bradley Whitford when you were in a movie with him that uh, you like to get out? I did not. I didn't get to meet Mister Whitford. <laughs> um, Damn it. Maybe if you guys have Thomas Middleditch on, he's also in the in the in the Godzilla. Yeah, did you do a lot of shit with him? No, no. But he and he and Bradley Whitford were hanging out. Ooh, so uh, they're, they're cool with each other. Nice. Uh, what did you think of the new Taylor? You're a big Taylor guy. Yeah, I love Taylor. Look, I don't think it's the best song in the world, but I didn't think "Shake It Off" was the best song in the world either. So yeah, that's um, my did you man. Did you listen to Friday's episode? Are you pandering right now? No. You could be pandering. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for not listening to Friday's episode. But uh, yeah, that's basically that. That was our take. on. That Friday's was the episode. impassioned plea. It <laughs> yeah. was like, look, she does this now. She puts out a what the fuck is she doing song to build suspense yeah. for her album. And because the last what the fuck is she doing song was so successful, like more successful than anyone could have imagined. She was like, all right, I really need to fuck this one up. And she just that would that that song is just like a cocktail of things you didn't think she was gonna do and i actually like i know it's a bad song but i really i legitimately do like the song i've listened to it so many times i during the fight we were playing music before we were playing a lot of dmx but i slipped uh look what you made me do in there and it was like welcome to sweat city party of everybody here (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah no i i i think that she knows what she's doing i think she's a very intelligent uh, talented person so yeah it's all it's all calculated yeah um but i also love that still from <laughs> from the <laughs> but it's oh, the, it's the, making the, yourself yeah. memeable like that that's what like yeah. you you want to make yourself into a meme that's how you fucking do it you somebody who's been accused of appropriating and like doing dumb shit yeah you then appropriate like the most iconic recent music video <laughs> yeah. and meme city yeah, my favorite uh, the the my favorite one that I saw was just because she's got kind of her hands on her hips. She's like yeah. has this look on her face. Not a happy camper. 
And the quote is just, uh, uh, but I was told by Apple Care. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. That was really good. It's like a legend. Like, that was so good. So good. And she's got her little squad. Uh, hey, check this out. Uh, we went to the 1989 tour. Did you go to that? I did not. Okay. So in exchange for uh, whatever premieres you're going to take us to, uh, we'll go to the uh, Reputation tour with you. How about that? And we got Excellent. you to All right. Front Hell yeah. Hmm. I'm in. I'm down. Did you watch the fight? Yes. What'd you think? Who are you rooting for? I mean, I, mean, I was... Uh, look, I... Uh, uh, I don't, I don't even know if I was rooting for anybody because I knew McGregor was going to lose. Um, <laughs> and I hate Mayweather. Um, uh, and I, so I guess I was rooting for McGregor, but like, um, you know, like he's kind of a terrible person too. Um, he's only like and, really racist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy. Like that's the Mexican stuff. That guy can't yeah, that see something wild. without it being racist. I didn't, even, I didn't even really understand that. And no, he did the he say. move where, like, you make a joke and you're like, "Oh, everybody else is talking." I'm gonna give it a second and then make that joke. Yeah. Again. He was like, "I made him. I made him fight like a fucking Mexican." And the guy was like, "Oh wait, it's a good thing that Mike didn't completely pick that up." And he's like, "I said he fought like a Mexican. I don't care for Mexicans." <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yep. Uh, I just like you know, like going into the fight, you're like, look, this guy has like McGregor has now what twenty five percent of the tools that he normally uses in a fight. Mm-hmm. He gets to use in this boxing match. Mayweather has everything that he uses. <laughs> that he remains like, the Mayweather best has one hundred percent accessibility to like all of his tools that he uses to win a fight and McGregor has just stand up. I was sort of hoping that I was hoping at at some point that he was just going to be so down and out that he was just going to let loose and just like let a kick fly. I know there was a clause in his contract that would have taken away a lot of money. Yeah. I think like $300,000 or something per, I was still rooting for it. His, Um, uh, his last, however many, like a round and a half, was so fucking rough to watch. Like oh, that was the yeah, definition no. of out on your feet. Yeah, his face yeah. was just like, "I'm not dead." <laughs> right? Wasn't it you that tweeted that? Uh, that's you oh. trying to pass out in an Uber. Yeah, that was a good tweet. <laughs> I was, I was doing a lot of uh, focus grouping uh, tweets. It was one of the many uh, reminders that I'm funnier in real life than I am on Twitter because I make an exact joke to a room full of my drunk friends and they laugh at it. And then I put that same thing on Twitter and it's like one like and it's Pete. (laughs) (laughs) There had to be two. I think I retweeted it. Yes. Uh, um, But I I thought it was funny that everybody was like, whoa, that fight ended up being a lot more exciting than we thought it was going to be. But what it ended up being was McGregor threw a shitload of punches early on, then he got tired, and then Mayweather fucking killed him, which is literally what, what everybody said yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like it was just the smartest boxer ever, uh, and it's like he's the champion, like you know, like he's undefeated. He's he's fought forty nine other times. Yeah, at this won level, and and won all of them. Um, he's going to win the fight. Um, and McGregor's like what, like twenty three and three or something like that. So it's like, okay, you can't even like you you've already been beat three times doing you, the type of fight that you do. 
that you're good at. That you're good at. Like that you're like the 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 champ of. Um and Mayweather's like, no, no one will ever beat Mayweather because he's the smartest fighter probably ever. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the most exciting fighter ever. Oh yeah. He's definitely the smartest. Um and he knows how to get points and he knows how to how to win fights and yeah. Uh I mean like I was like McGregor came out with such confidence and like was like doing a, a great job I thought in those early rounds, but then I was like I was also like, Oh yeah, now Mayweather's just letting him. Right. I thought it was like, he's funny. Not hurting him. Like yeah, people were like, um, well, if Mayweather really wants to like show up McGregor and takes a lot of chances early, then maybe McGregor has a chance. It's like he didn't fucking do that against Pacquiao, who's an actual boxer. Yeah. Like, as far as reputation goes, like that was the only time recently where it's been like, oh, maybe somebody can beat Floyd Mayweather. If right. he didn't fucking do it then, then he wasn't gonna do it against a fucking clown that's that doesn't box. Right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and, and there's a one point where um, McGregor, lip, like, just like goes for a jab, but just like touches Mayweather's nose, pooped him, like boop. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. Like Mayweather's head didn't move. Like it, it's, <laughs> it was like okay, it's like I'm sure if that had happened to my face, like that I would be on the on the ground, like knocked out. But it didn't even move Mayweather at all. And I was like, you're in trouble, bud, if you just punch that guy in the nose and it didn't even affect him. <laughs> One last uh, you're in a movie with this person thing. Uh, you're in a movie with Gerard Butler. How about that? Yeah, uh, Geostorm comes out in uh, October. Uh, hopefully I didn't get cut out of that one as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that should be a fun one. Um, Ed Harris and Jim Sturgis are in it. Uh, people forget that Jim Sturgis was in that Beatles okay. movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what else do you have coming up? Uh, what are you doing now? Uh, like, we're just trying to break I, into your house. So, what's your what's your acting schedule going on? I have two. <laughs> I have two films coming up. Um, both of them, are, I think, are pretty cool. Um, uh, one's a film that's being directed uh, by Joel Edgerton. Ooh, the legendary Joel Edgerton, um, who I love, and uh, Russell Crowe and Nicole Kidman are also in it. So it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a super Australian movie, but it's uh, American. Um, it's called Boy Erased, uh, and it's about uh, an actual like uh, gay conversion program called Love in Action. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so it's super serious uh, film. So, um, uh, yeah, but I think important. I think this it's an important story that needs to be told that there are actually fucking people out there that like destroy people's lives because they're gay yeah. and like tell them that they shouldn't be. the guy that Joel Edgerton's going to be playing in the movie actually told someone it's better for them to kill themselves than be gay yikes so he like he really bit the bullet by playing that character in a movie that he's in charge of yeah yeah so he's playing you know the fucking worst person on earth so um yeah um so yeah, gonna do uh, gonna do a little piece for that, um, and then uh, I'm also doing a film called The Front Runner with uh, Hugh Jackman, whoa, and Vera Farmiga and uh, uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh, that's our fucking guy! And then like every character actor on the face of the earth. Uh, really? Yeah, it's just like if you just, like look at the list, it's just like oh yeah, this is like every character actor ever is going to be in this film, and it's about the. Um, the presidential campaign of um, 
don't Gary say Hart. it. Don't say it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it's Gary Hart. The uh, he was, he's, he's the uh, uh, the front runner is the name of the film. Um, but Gary Hart was the front runner in the Democratic uh, nomination race in 1988, um, and then he got caught in a extramarital affair, and Michael Dukakis hmm. came and became the, the 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 nominee, and of course was soundly defeated. Um, Gary Hart probably would have won the presidency and we would not have had the uh, Bush years. The, the, the original. So he was the original Bernie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a film about his uh, campaign and like sort of the rise and fall of Gary Hart. And I play a, a journalist on the campaign trail. Um, That's awesome. Directed by uh, Jason Reitman, who brought us such wonderful uh, films as Juno and. Um, Thank you for smoking up in the air. And then uh, the show wow. Casual on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's really good. No. Really great. Really funny and dark and awesome. Uh, speaking of shows, uh, did you were you in Arrested Development Guy? Yeah. Love that show. So when you were in Godzilla, did you ever go, Godzilla? Uh, no, but I would, I, would, I would call Mothra Martha. Ooh, nice. And that would really uh, upset the director. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. He would like make a face every time. <laughs> I'm like, it's a bit. I'm doing a bit. And he would just like make a face. Isn't that the fucking worst when you're being funny and someone's like, you're being an asshole. And you're like, no, sorry, you're not smart enough to understand that I'm fucking hilarious right now. <laughs> I think he's just like, like definitely uh, Michael Doherty, like you know, worships at the altar of Godzilla. Like he is a, a purist, like, you know, like he's seen every Godzilla film ever made. Like he's obsessed with it. He's been wanting to make a Godzilla movie his whole life. So I think when some jackass comes along and starts going, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm Martha. Hey, what's Martha doing over there? I think maybe, you know, he's got a right to be upset about it. You should have been like, Hey, Deborah. And then maybe they would have liked that we do that now we do a lot of Verano impressions on this show very topical nice <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> there's so th- th- there's a brutal delay that we're dealing with as we record this and uh it's served to it's served to fuck us up a little bit but at times i've just been like you know what I'm gonna double down i'm just gonna like yeah, do a little Billy Joel at the 1994 Grammys when he just stopped playing in the middle of a song and there was just silence because he was protesting them uh, playing Frank Sinatra off the stage. <sighs> what, a, what a what a weird thing to protest. <laughs> he was probably what's making the so much thing? What's the Russian thing that Billy Joel did right where he just like starts flipping out? Oh, that was in uh, that was when he was playing in. Uh, in Russia in yeah. 1986, he uh, during his performance, they had the house lights up the whole time because they just didn't know how to put on a concert. So when they were playing, when he was playing, sometimes a fantasy, he started going, "Stop lighting the audience! Let me do my show for Christ's sake!" And they're like, "What's he saying? We speak Russian." And then he flipped over his uh, piano yeah. and took his mic stand and he started like breaking it. And it's so funny because like Billy Joel for all intents and purposes, is a rock star. He's got a lot of famous rock songs. Yeah. He was married to a supermodel. Pretty sure he fucked Whitney Houston. Like, did 
just kind of checked all the boxes but whenever he does any sort of rock star move you're like Ew, you can't do that you're not you're you're billy joel, billy joel. you're just fucking billy joel yeah, so when he was freaking out taking shit, you're the piano man you're not yeah you're not axel rose oh i love billy joel he's coming one day i think that i'm gonna spend my life savings to go see him i've seen him too many times i love him i mean look he's 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 legendary i uh he's great but yeah no you're right like he can't he can't pull it off Yes, it was just like I mean, such huge like, shows yeah, watching like, it. Like if I ever did a mic drop, <laughs> people would go like, "Randy, get the fuck out of here, man!" <laughs> and I would understand. Should, I would say like, "Right, I know it's not my place in the world to ever like mic drop a moment." Mm. Um, you should tell your agent like, "Hey, uh, if there's any causes that anyone would like me to speak at." I'll do it for free. And, you know, like you say, like Stranger Things, Randy Havens is here. And even if it's just to introduce somebody, like I'm totally willing to give them as little or as much time as they like. I just want to help with the cause. And it's just so you can get on stage in front of a mic. And then no matter what you do, drop the mic at the end. And they'll be like, well, that, that guy seems like an asshole. That guy's not coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to Cuba gooding my way. Yes. <laughs> through another award ceremony. Yeah, I think that's a great. We idea. haven't fucked with Cuba Gooding Jr. much yet lately. I know what's up with because like he, he never came back at us. It was like, come on, dude! Like we hit you pretty hard, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> you big pussy. Maybe that's why he didn't come back at us. He's got to know that too hard. He's got to know like we're like North Korea right now. Like just because you haven't heard from us in a couple weeks yeah. doesn't mean that like we're the not. Sti- yeah, like doesn't mean that we're like out of the picture. We're just fucking reloading. We're gonna. Yeah, you're, there's gonna yeah. be another fucking video of us being like Cuba. Seriously, what's your problem? <laughs> another hit. <laughs> I, I I know what his problem is. He's a he's a big wuss. Oh, shit! He's a big wuss, and I'll bet his punches wouldn't even hurt. Oh yeah! Wow, can't wait to clip that and send it right to him. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you tag it. I actually haven't been punched in so long that I don't think I even know if punches hurt anymore. If it was just like when I was a kid and people punched me, I was like, oh, that hurts. Is it like getting stung by a bee? Whereas you get older, you're like, it's fucking fine. What? Really? No, I got. Well, it depends who's punching you. Yeah, I got. I I think like if Cuba Gooding Jr. gave me like a that's enough punch, like Uh like an I'm sick of this shit punch. I think that I'd be okay. Really? One way to find out. I feel like it would be like in Batman versus Superman and I would just like go through a wall. (laughs) <laughs> well we should do it whenever anyone wants to fight they say well we'll do it for charity pick your favorite charity yeah. uh cuba for your favorite charity uh punch us in the face and just so afterwards we can be like that's all you got that must be tough when you punch somebody and they say that's all you got <laughs> like a, just like a bloody puddle on the floor and i just look over while you're choking on your own teeth that's all you got there's <laughs> like yeah bloody teeth just like coming out of my mouth as i'm speaking oh that's all you got <laughs> <laughs> vomit that's up a great wall. move it's a great move is to get punched in the face and then do an immediate ray romano impression <laughs> that's why'd you do that <laughs> brother you're setting a bad example for the twins oh What's the other twin's name? There's Alex. Is the, what's the, then there's somebody else. I don't know. I there's not enough Ray Romano content out there in the world. No. I'm really cornering the market on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond trivia on this podcast. 
Yes. We actually just custom made some shirts that involve uh, Ray Romano that we're going to be debuting uh, for content's sake. It's quite awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've taken up enough of your time. Randy, uh, th- th- this is the most fun that we have, not only on the podcast, but in our lives when we talk to you. So Me thank too. you for coming on. Uh, the movie, seriously, Logan Lucky is dope as shit. I'm going to see it like nine more times. So yeah, please go see it. That. It's so much better than the Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> is Was there a concern there? No, but I mean, like, Hitman's Bodyguard took number one opening weekends, and Logan oh. Lucky took number three. So nobody's going, or I'm not nobody, but <laughs> only the most elite, brilliant, like, uh, uh, genius level minds of America are going to see Logan Lucky, but I think everyone should go see it. Uh, not just yes. uh, the best people in America. It's not just a movie for the best people in America who are the people who've already seen it, but it's a movie for everybody. Yeah. So you're, you're okay with like the, with the basic people who don't under, who don't uh, who uh, appreciate re- its re- genius, rely on the smart people to tell them to go see it. Right. Yeah. Okay. You want the sheep. I want everyone to, I, I think everyone can enjoy it. And, um, uh, yeah, I think it'll actually, like, your heart will get a little bigger afterwards. How much did you uh, ramp up your accent for it, by the way? Nothing, because, you know, like, I, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't do an accent. Okay, I couldn't remember, because uh, there were a lot of accents there, and yeah. I was like, there I think the Randy's plays like, on its own. Yeah, they were, like, all over the place. Too. And, and, it was, and it was, there was uh, Daniel Craig, who's oh, British, yeah, doing so. a Southern American accent, which seems yeah. like a very difficult thing to do. Can you do a British accent? Uh, yes, of course. I could do a British accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, you all know, is, is, uh, uh, Cock, is Cockney. Hey! How'd I get all the way over here in Britain? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's scrumpets and tea everywhere. Um, I yeah, went on I a plane. Do, I can do all the accents, guys. I'm a, nice. I'm a, I'm a um, uh, highly skilled actor. Do a uh, do like a really strong Chinese accent. Nope. <laughs> when someone brags about them doing accents, it's like, all right, so I can force someone to be racist and look really bad right now. <laughs> that is going to be the best close to an interview ever. <laughs> yeah. Do a really strong Chinese accent. Nope. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Please just end the interview right there. <laughs>